I had a brain injury. Please tell me your name again. Hello and welcome to episode number 25 of Dads Being Dads. I'm Chris Catronio, and with me tonight is Randy James. Hey, Randy. How's it going, man? Things are great. Uh, I, You know, someone told me I start all the shows saying it's terrible and miserable and I'm tired. So no, you start every show by saying it's great, and Do then I? you get into the misery. No. <laughs> and then I get into the misery? Yeah. Hmm. I think well, we... we're into a new season, not of the show, but uh, the weather and yes, sports. Nice. And I realized something uh, the other day. We, we started soccer for the boy. And I think I'm I'm pretty terrible with the um, the the social the social aspect of the sports. <laughs> what do you mean? Like hanging out with the soccer dads and moms? Yeah, like I don't remember who anyone is. Is part of the problem. Oh, okay. You know, and I've seen them all because I've seen them all at the different events, and I think I know them, but then I can't remember their names, and then I'm not sure if they know me. Because I've just seen them so much. I see yeah. them in school. I say, hey, you. The- hey, what's up? How you been? You? I do. I go with that. And they're like, that's cool. what are you doing? You're just, I've known you since high school. Right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different problem. You're not even going to say happy birthday? Right. We dated for three years. <laughs> oh, sorry. I had a brain injury a while back. I forget things sometimes. Can I make a t-shirt that says that? <laughs> I had a brain injury. Please tell me your name again. That's not bad. That might no, fly. It's not. It, it might. <laughs> Until they ask you about your brain injury. But then you could always be like, I have no idea, no <laughs> recollection at all of the injury. That's, <laughs> That's a genius. All part of the problem. <laughs> well, what's the. Someone gave me this shirt and told me this happened. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I think you're onto something oh, there. Man. Well, I might be worse off than you because I was at a um, a neighborhood event. We had a little Easter egg hunt this weekend, and someone I was making small talk. Someone was like, "So, did you enroll Josie in soccer?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no." And everyone just kind of killed the conversation. I was like, "She's a uh, she's." taking baton twirling lessons which she is and she's very excited about and the, and no one said it they just stared at me like now i'm not sure if there's a secret like soccer initiation club that i need to be in to get cred with my neighbors i'm well, not sure but man did i deflate the conversation balloon right there soccer's soccer's pretty big with the little ones i mean it's uh um I don't know. Pretty diverse and not diverse. Uh, it's prop- popular, pretty popular. Like everyone does it. Yeah, that's why. I, like seriously, they looked at me. I, I and I'm not a very peer pressure sensitive dude since I'm always this weird edge case yeah. with all sorts of foods and allergies and stuff. So I'm kind of used to being the oddball. But I felt a little conspicuous after I said that, and people just like stared blankly at me not like no words they had no words for this father who didn't enroll their daughter at soccer yeah well at least they didn't get as angry at you as the 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 time i tried to i was trying to explain to people that i was considering homeschooling oh right yes boy did they get angry and i was telling some i was talking to some teachers too well 
Ticker jobs, man. <laughs> Ticker jobs. Ticker jobs. Everyone homeschooled. Then <laughs> <laughs> where would we be? <laughs> it wasn't. They weren't even concerned about the jobs. They were concerned about just me uh, depriving my children of the socialization mm-hmm. and that sort of aspect. Which And they got a good look at you, too. They're like, oh, my gosh. It's a yeah. terrible idea. <laughs> wow. I mean, why did they jump? I'm mean, like, boy, I didn't say, like... I mean, we haven't even started, you know, yeah, my, this just, was when my son was three <laughs> and like, I just, I'm considering it. Yeah, I, I don't tinkering know. around I, with all the options, you know? And am I allowed to consider so ideas? I think so. I, yeah. I think that's the sign of a fertile mind to entertain all possibilities to hone in on the best. Thank you. Yes. And we, we did not just so you know, settle on the homeschooling <laughs> and probably for the reasons they said, but not because they screamed them at me. I, because uh, the the biggest benefit of kindergarten is is the socialization. Yeah, I think definitely. is the hanging out with other kids. And he's really when he gets home from school, like every, for the last few days, all he's been telling me is we played soccer at recess. Like him and, and all the other soccer dudes, of course, right? Because yeah, yeah. is going to miss out on this. Darn Since it. they all do this together, oh, we can. It's like a click. I've left her out. Oh, yeah, she, he's in the fun. club. And so they all they get a little they get a little pickup game going at recess, and they set up some goals. Nice. And they play. Man, maybe I should enroll her in soccer. She it's really digs fine. on the baton thing, though. Oh, she can do both. Yeah, that's true. How how often is soccer? Like once a week? Yeah, it's usually once a week. I mean, the the organization um, that we use, and I, it's the one in the, I guess it's the town club, but most towns have a similar setup. You know, it's a bunch of little fields, and they kind of do sort of six on six kind of thing, but okay. it's not... You, you know, they practice most of the time. Oh, that's cool. They do little drills. They the fundamentals. games. Yeah, yeah. And then they have little scrimmages, and it's not, there's nothing... You know, we haven't advanced to the age where the parents think their kids are playing for some national yes, soccer league. The scholarship. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> where they're playing for scholarships. <laughs> no pressure, kiddo. But don't Coach, mess this up. Don't bench my kid again. Uh. The scouts are here. Oh, man. Yeah, we haven't advanced to that. It's not that far off, oh, honestly. Geez. That's, that's when that's my like... terrible fathership will start to shine. Mm-hmm. Oh. How so? Well, I don't know. I guess I played some sports in high school, but I went to a really tiny high school, so you kind of were guaranteed a spot on the team if we had enough kids to even make the team. <laughs> so All right, I guess like, I'll oh, do it. oh, you played in basketball? Yeah, varsity. They're like, no way, you must have been good. I'm like, no, I was the last <laughs> kid to make the team because that was the, you know, we finally had enough of a team once I joined. All those memories of kickball flooding oh, back balls. in. I loved kickball. All right, I still we'll take Chris. Yeah, no, I was actually halfway competent at kickball. Right. Don't even get, you know, t-ball, another story. We've already been there. Kickball, I could actually kick that ball. And after the T-ball incident, I knew really well how to run the heck of the bases after right. that because, you know, <laughs> I got burned. We're starting that, too, I think, next week. So he's gonna, he's actually going to be a dual sport season. Nice. Doing the soccer and doing the T-ball. And T-ball actually has uh, a practice and a game now. David, I think baseball is much more competitive. Hmm. Uh, baseball, football, right? Those are the sports where you're like – they're what's the baseball league what's uh, the little league no no what's the what's the professional league called um i oh. forgot i was gonna say nfl that's football. oh my gosh nhl not hockey, nba because that's basketball mlb oh geez it's totally different <laughs> i don't know why i couldn't think of it um 
that I think the parents start start treating it like MLB mm. very early. Yes. You know, soccer's, soccer's not as, I don't know, for some reason soccer's like, let's all go have fun and kick a ball around and yay. Yeah, I think the perception might be it's still a cute European thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, kind maybe. of missing out on the fact that it's a, a global phenomenon. Right. But but T-ball, they mm-hmm. ramped that up fast. So I'm expecting to see some craziness even with the five-year-olds of the T-ball league. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll enroll my kid into table tennis camp because that's mm-hmm. even bigger than soccer. Believe it or not, globally. I do believe it. Yeah. It's huge. It's for China, India. I mean, they tons of people. It's huge culture. Yeah. And I like that game too. It's like tennis, but on a table. Table. Tennis. Well, yeah. okay. So high speed strategy. <sighs> it's really kind of fun. Soft napkins. Just looking through our notes. We didn't take a lot this week. I did have some articles that I wanted to fire you up with. We did get oh, some geez. feedback. I thought maybe we could talk about yeah uh, that's a that particular one. Oh wait did we, i wanted to give oh one quick follow-up or yeah. is that where you were going no go ahead uh got some positive props on the balance bike i think i'm gonna get a couple uh i think it was jason wrote in and that uh he started his kids real young on the balance bikes and they were just like boom right on the bikes after that none of this fidgeting with training wheels and other nonsense which makes a lot of sense because if the kid's comfortable he could put his feet down eventually he's going to want to pick them up and get the sense of the balance and the speed and once you get the taste for the speed man put some pedals on there and forget about it you just Actually, you would think it gets even easier once you got pedals. you got something to anchor yourself to the bike instead of having to rely on the ground. So you're talking about bringing uh, the older one to the balance bike. Uh, I'm thinking possibly the older one to the balance bike. I have to figure that part out. But definitely we start the little dudes on the little balance bikes right after trikes. So get a little trike in. Go wait till they're zinging around. Yeah, they could do both too. Because they need the they need the pedal power for their legs, right, and they right. might have fun running around in the balance bikes too. I think so. I'm yeah. just going to throw a few thousand bucks into the bike pool. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a couple hundred thou on bikes. They do make. Uh, there's a company called Like a Bike. Like a bike. I think it's spelled as it sounds. It's somewhat they, like a bike. They make a balance bike that has a handbrake, which oh. is convenient, of course, because your feet aren't on anything. If, but getting little kids to use a handbrake is one thing. Yeah. Uh, and it also has a – the frame sort of um, bends a little bit, and the rear – well, let's just say the chain stays. So the rear wheel is actually on a shock. Okay. It's like on a big foam cushiony thing. So the reason is that when the kids run on that bike, they bounce. Oh, you know, it's so like you kind of dunky, dunky. Yeah, yeah, I, I got yeah. it. Because when your feet go underneath you, you know, you stick it out front, and then you run it under yourself. The bike goes up a little bit, and then comes down. It goes oh, up again. Gotcha. Kind of levels it out. Um, yeah, that's like a three hundred dollar balance bike. You get Yikes. two of those, you're golden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why well, stop it too? Hmm. Get some. <laughs> They'll spares. use them for at least a season. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the guy who rode his mountain bike for seventeen years before he upgraded. Mm-hmm. Now that's a good ROI, though. I like that. Seventeen years. The bike still works. Going off on a tangent here. Of yeah. course I am. That's what the show's about. Okay. Uh, at least now it is. Um, I was going to talk about I don't know if I've brought up this tip before. And I think I don't think all of last week I was a horrible father, but some of it 
some of it I was um too too quick to be enraged, let's say. <laughs> oh, I hear you. By silly things. Oh, you know why? I mean, we had a show through this, but part of it was related to my son having strep throat and going on antibiotics and then so he was tapering off that after our last show, and he was still the medicine made him very moody. Right. And then he was on Benadryl because he was allergic to the antibiotics. Oh my goodness. And that must have made him dopey because that stuff is like strong. Yeah. So he was uh he was a bit surly, a bit mouthy. <laughs> I mean generally I if you know I mean, you know me, right? I'm not I'm not like my kids will say things. I mean, they both swear because they just repeat what we say. Are you swear in front of your kids? Well, I'll blame my wife. Uh, of course, she's not here to defend herself. The two-year-old will be building a Lego tower Uh-oh. and just start saying, holy crap, what? holy crap. Oh, my goodness. Holy crap. And I'll have to pick up those out of there. You, can, you can't say crap. It's not a swear. No, stop saying it because i got to add all these hiccups. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to silence all that. Oh, come on now. So all those hiccups would be hilarious. You can edit. My kid's been saying, damn it. So I guess I could relate. Okay. Let's stop, because I'm not editing all this. I will cancel the whole show. No, we're not using profanity. The point is, <laughs> back to my story, he was um trying my patience a little bit, let's say. And it was my own fault, because I just wasn't being patient. Mm. And things were escalating. You know, I would kind of yell at him and he'd just yell at me. And oh, like, this dear. isn't the way this works, right? <laughs> I yell at you and you just say, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> and he'd yell at me back and then he'd kind of just, you know, completely turn the other direction and do whatever he wanted and get more upset with me and refuse to do anything. And After a while, that gets old. And you could say that I, I cave, you know, whatever. I'll just give you whatever you want. You like, gave in to the rage? Or you I don't gave him to put the it. child. I don't want to sound like because some people will yell at me for, "Oh, you gave up on the battle! Like you started this battle, you should win it!" You know, and, and that's not what it's about, really. I don't like taking that sort of pride in breaking my children in that sense. Yeah. Like, well, I you, took him and I strapped him to his bed until uh, he screamed yes. it all out. No, no. Anyway, so the the tip is, I diverted the situation, nice. right? Because I was being too crazy, he was being too crazy. I did not want to just. To end it by dragging him upstairs and just locking him in his room. For yeah, him. that's like, the there. Worst. I win, sucker, because I. And can then pick they you get up. super upset and it lasts forever. And right, it's all this. Yeah, I mean, and if you can't turn the to a conversation because you're too upset, uh-huh. diversion. So, so how'd you divert? Well, yeah, here's the diversion, right? And I don't know why I forget this, and you got to keep your list handy. Yes, right? the list. But this, this is. A little, it's not like a reward, because it's not, uh, well, maybe it is, who knows. It's not like, hey, we've been fighting, here's a lollipop, right? No, <laughs> no, because that, that'd be distracting. He has, uh, it's like his kryptonite music, and specifically, horrible, like, techno dance music. Oh, yes. <laughs> horrible, horrible techno dance music. <laughs> he can be, <laughs> and this is exactly what happened, right? He's angry. He's got an angry face on. He's stomping around, yelling at me. And, and even after I stopped, I was like, I, I give up. I'm not yelling anymore. He'd come back in the room and yell at me. Oh, yeah. I'm they like, get fired you? up. Even my like, two-year-olds get fired up. Yeah. <laughs> I told you how they get mad that me and Nicole got mad at each other for like 10 yeah. seconds. And yeah. he's just like stomping around. So I just, I get on my phone and I go to the music little streaming radio thing or whatever. And I turn it to 
techno trance and then I put nice. the phone down and it comes out on the speakers in the living room, right? So a couple seconds later, you know, the boots, 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 oh, yes. stuff that comes on and he just stops. Where, <laughs> the glimmer in the eye. He just stops. <laughs> he was stomping around all mad. He just stops right where he is and his shoulders start popping <laughs> and his head starts going back and forth and his arms start moving. Oh, that's awesome. He just breaks into dance and big smile on his face. He can't resist it at all. And then, of course, the my little girl comes running in the room and starts jumping around and dancing with oh, him, too. I love it. So that went on. You know, I let that go for half hour, hour until he was done with it. And he was in completely refreshed. New yeah, mood. Totally forgot about the fight, probably. Forgot all about the fight. He yes. was lost no, in the dance. I think he reminded me later that he was still mad at me for something. And I just let it go. But it's surprisingly uh, effective. And maybe your kids don't like dance music. I don't know, man. That seems universal. Like club music? Yeah, just the boom, doom, doom, doom. Everyone's kind of gets funky. It's a good transitionary tactic, too. Sometimes when they're all spazzing out after dinner um, and no one wants to go upstairs or whatever, we'll crank up some dance thing. We have the kitchen dance party. Everyone dances, dances. Uh Then they all get tired. And then we say, all right, upstairs. And they all run towards the stairs and go up. I like that tip. It feels very contrived. Like some nights you just don't want to. But you know, I mean, you know what I mean. Some nights you just want to be like, okay, kids, it's bedtime. Let's go brush our teeth and go to bed. They're freaking out. No. Well, it can't be a habit, right? If you do it every night, then it's a routine. And if it's a routine, it's going to lose its kryptonic powers. No, I get that. But I'm saying most of the time, if maybe not most of the time, but if you're just not feeling up to the entertaining mood, right? It's a long day. Maybe work wasn't so great. Maybe your commute was terrible. Who knows? Today, for instance. Okay. You're tired and you don't want to, you just don't want to turn on the dance music to make the kids happy. Most of the time, I want to make my kids happy, but sometimes you just want to say, like, look, it's it's 7.30. Let's go start brushing our teeth. Right? Sometimes you just want to put on some Wagner and bring down the mood. <laughs> <laughs> intense. No, you just, you just want them to say, okay, it's I'm, I'll go brush my teeth and get ready for bed. And it doesn't, you know? That's yeah. when it goes wrong. And then they, uh, I don't know. The, someday they'll be old enough where they just do it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, my son's almost there. Right, yeah. it's, the, it's the daughter that it's the two-year-old that's not. She doesn't listen. Oh yeah, I mean now my boys have migrated into the. It's time to change your diaper. You get them on the pad, then they oh, yeah. twist away and fight. Okay, you finally get them changed. Oh, time to get your clothes on for school. This yeah, is what I'm talking about. Yeah. So they're all an angel until it's time to do the specific Anything. chore, and then they fight it until they can't fight. And it then anymore. you have to choose your path. Do you? Do you exert your power over them and say, well, I can just pin you to the floor and change your diaper? Or do you <laughs> do you start playing, you know, this little piggy into the market, which I've been doing a lot, as you know? All depends on how much time I have in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, you have to choose your path between just power, you know, overpowering them because you can hmm. and entertaining them or, or just – and sometimes or you just – Or, you know, redirecting them. It, it's You have to have the whole arsenal. Um, mm-hmm. you definitely don't want to habitually overpower because then, I mean, that borders on almost like abusive and <laughs> like strength equals right or something, which is right. really kind of a bad lesson. Yeah. You don't want to teach that lesson. Um, I'll do that if things are getting dangerous. 
Yes. Like, they've been obsessed with all jumping around on the bed, all three of them together, and it's cool until they start going crazy, and I see heads winging towards end tables and stuff, and then I just gotta hoist them up and, and chase them out of the room or whatever and defuse the situation. That's not so much power, but, eh, you know, you gotta, you gotta draw on the arsenal. That's why the, the list is awesome. You know, you keep that in your brain. What else is good? I have direction. A, I talk about the the weather. They're like, what weather? What? <laughs> What's weather? <laughs> Whatever it takes. I actually, you reminded me of a story of the, with the jumping on the bed. My, I've been putting my daughter to bed, and she has a a full size bed. The two year old has a full size bed, and of course, most nights, she's like, oh, I want to jump, 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 jump. There's jumps all over the bed, and. <sighs> Well, you know where this goes. She's not terribly coordinated. <laughs> jumps forward, jumps backward, and I'm I'm laying on one side of the bed, getting ready to read a book. I'm like, can you lay down? We're gonna read a book. Why don't you put your head on the pillow so we can read the book now? She's I want to jump, 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 and she starts. She edges backwards uh-huh. toward the edge of the bed, and like, whoa, like comes forward again, just misses it. Edges backward, and I'm watching her, watching her. <laughs> suddenly, it's just feet in her. the air. Yeah. No. <laughs> Finally. I saw her jump up and back at the same time and oh. that, 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 you know, whatever it was just fired in my head uh. and somehow I managed to like drop the book off the side of the bed and do this half roll and slide <laughs> across the bed and stick my left hand out in the air off the edge of the bed and catch her butt like nice as it was passing the bed <laughs> yeah she's careening down for a spinal injury so now this this 40 pound <laughs> mass of little girl comes down on my arm that's fully extended wow yes it wasn't very luckily that you know the mattress gives, no, yes. gives a little otherwise my elbow probably would have tendons would have snapped caught her right in the center so she didn't tip over and then just i just flung her back onto the bed so she came down on her belly. I'm like, oh, can you just please stop jumping? <laughs> she just gets right back up, starts jumping oh, no. again. Jump, I didn't get hurt, see? Jump, yeah. jump, jump. I know. I'm, and I looked at her. I think I said, next time, I'm letting you fall. <laughs> yeah, next time, daddy won't be there. But she did another another night. I don't know what she was thinking and why she decided to do this. She jumped off the bed on purpose. Ooh. Except there's no room. Like, Oh, she, she went between a wall and the... <laughs> It's very close to the wall, and she's getting ready, and she, she looks at me, and she says, I want to jump, and I'm like, what are you doing? And she can't really jump forward, because she'll hit her head on the wall, just by bending her bending at the waist. Yeah. So she decides, she figures out, she decides she's going to jump up and turn 90 degrees in the air, and land between the bed and the wall, just sideways. Whoa. I don't know why she was doing this, but risky she, business. She... Pretended to do it once and backed off. And then she went up again and did it. She just launched herself into the air, <laughs> turned sideways. But on the way down, she hit something on the bed. And, you know, that was the end of it. Oh, I hurt myself. Like, hey, come over here. Let's have snuggles and you'll be fine. Here's a popsicle. Right. Popsicles, popsicles <laughs> in bed. Why not? <laughs> Everything goes, right? I'm sure we've not, maybe not popsicles in bed, but yogurt pops in bed all the time. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they do stuff like that. They, they, well, I mean, that's part of testing the boundaries, right? They, they have to see at what point they'll get hurt. Uh, I remember Alex was doing a very similar thing on a beanbag chair. They're jumping on the beanbag chair. I'm like, don't jump on the beanbag chair. We're going to fall off. Look how easy it is to fall off. And I kept catching them only 
the beanbag chair was in the corner of the room, and in the very corner is a little tiny space between the beanbag chair and the corner, and he went head first down there and basically was trapped upside down on his head with his little feet wiggling. Totally fine, because, you know, he was on this highly friction, frictitious, I don't know what the word is. Frictitious. I like frictitious. Highly frictitious beanbag surface. Uh, so he didn't fall fast, but he got stuck and he was like, oh my gosh. So I had to hoist him up by his feet. I'm like, how long, do did, it. You, how long did you leave him upside down? Yeah, just, just a couple seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a little <laughs> bit until I heard the whimpers and I was like, all right, One he's, he's good. Two. But then he does, I, I straighten him out and he starts jumping again. I'm like, son of a. Right. Then just jam when him back in learn? upside down. <laughs> no, you got to let him do it. Got to let him learn those lessons over and over. In That's a few now, years, if you're lucky, they'll remember and stop doing it. That could now be the punishment corner when he's doing something <laughs> just, wrong. Just hoist them up by their feet and dip them head first down into the jam him spidery into the corner. corner. Yeah. It's all dusty and spiderwebby. <laughs> Five minutes. In the dungeon. Upside down. In the dark. Oh, my goodness. We should have a whole episode of what not to do with your kids. That could be kind of fun. <laughs> Things you wish you could, but probably shouldn't do. That's, that's most of the episodes. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I was experimenting with as well. We talked a lot about uh, on previous shows about your your dad voice, your authoritative voice. Yes. And uh, the the kids have been quite quite resistant to it lately. Really? You've been overusing yeah. it? Uh, maybe I've been overusing it. You've dulled the edge of the dad voice sword, my friend. Actually, no, I take that back. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to imply there was a, um, a tone of authority. This is simple, especially with the two-year-old. When she, she might say she wants something, she's like, oh, I, I want markers, right? So I'll be, I'll say, okay. But I usually follow up with a question to make sure that she's sure because they say stuff and then it just goes. So I look at her, I go, would you like the markers? She doesn't answer me. Just confirmation. I say, Would you like the markers? She doesn't answer me. She just sits there, staring off into space. Like, Would you like the markers? Would you like? Do you do you want me to get the markers? Should I get? Do you want? Do you I want me to get the markers? Something about markers. Markers. Like, do you want the markers? Just ignores me for like ten minutes. So huh. finally, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, why does she keep ignoring? So I tried. Uh, I tried with new voices where I would just all of a sudden just be like, "You want the markers." <laughs> <laughs> and she, she just was startled right uh, and she'd go yes please i want markers I'm like okay i'll go get them oh, that's funny and it it's it's weird i mean i don't know what she it wasn't is with... having a she wasn't having a seizure during this time no okay they, good, good. they both do it they just start <laughs> ignoring the questions and i'm not sure they understand that they're always questioned yeah maybe they just tune us out with our boring droning voices I, I mean, so. especially during like TV, like in the mornings occasionally. Oh yeah, Josie no, just gets, no like TV. A, yeah, I mean that's a good. That's probably best. Especially I, there's yet another study out that says if they watch too much TV, it screws up their sleep, which I totally believe because it screws up like everything in their brains when they watch too much TV. But I mean, they you could be like, hey, do you want this? Hey, do you want this? Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, oh, and finally it's like. What? Like the slow motion yeah. answer. It's like okay, TV is you, literally breaking your brain. You are so right now. unimportant to them, <laughs> and it that drives me up the wall. Especially oh, when yeah. I mean, it has everything to do with when you're trying to get somewhere or do yeah. something or, in a timely fashion. Are you trying to do something for them? It's always me asking her what yes. she wants for breakfast, and she's just totally yes. ignoring me. And if you give her something, that's not what I want. That's not what you I know, wanted. <laughs> like, well, you wouldn't answer me, so you get. 
liver and onions for breakfast. <laughs> and then you get angry and then you, you ruin the whole thing. Now the morning's just done. Right? No, usually I just will take away the distraction. So if she's drawing, I'll just like whisk away the drawing or turn off the, the iPad or whatever it is. And she's like, well, what? Incredulously looks at me. What? I'm like, can you please answer my question? Would you like right. waffles, yogurt, or whatever? Oatmeal. Right. They're still angry at you though. Oh, of course. You took my pad away. I mean, that's Answer training us for the teen years when they're angry with us all the time. <laughs> so I don't know what to do about that, but I think the um, the stranger voice, which you can just mm-hmm. randomize, right? Yes. You could do all kinds of things. It doesn't have to sound mean at all. I could, Would you like a cup of hot cocoa? Oh, there you go. That's good or one. do, yeah, do your uh, various accents, but right. not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll leave off the show. <laughs> which we'll leave. For sensitivity purposes. Mm, I think I already uh, slipped a little. A little bit. That was a few episodes ago. No Try it out. Remembers. I think it works, though. But you're right. I'll That's infuriating. Would you like me to get you some grapes? Would you like... You said you were hungry. Do you want grapes? Yeah. No. I'm now in want? front of the fridge and it's open. Yeah. What do you want? I don't know. I well, don't that's good. If they, I don't know. If they answer, that's still better. That's than a good start. Yeah. The when they're getting the choice, you got to go with the choices. You know that. I mean, yes. that's your first mistake. Oh, I, oh no. Who's what? Mistake. Would you like an apple or an orange? You got to give them. Yeah, like, you two always options. give them choices. That's why it's always. Well, you just said, what do you want? Oh, Neil. Yeah. Oh, you never do that. That's the worst question. And in fact, uh, even asking what they want is a mistake most of the time. I mean, I get, I get, we get, my wife and I get debates about this because if you say, this happens all the time, my son. If you say, do you want an apple? They'll say no. Yeah. You go through the whole list, they'll say no. Yeah, you have to lay out but, two but, or more options. But if Increase. I simply got an apple out of the fridge, sliced it up, and handed it to him, he would eat the whole thing. Yeah, it's 50-50 with Joe's. Mm, no. It's but either she'll start eating it or be like, that's not what I wanted. No, no, you, not even like before he asks for anything to eat, right? Part of the, oh, part of the problem, at least if we're on the subject the of food, is the timing mm-hmm. of the delivery, mm. right? If they're already coming to you and saying they're hungry, you're close to the line. I mean, that's when you got to start freaking out and be like, get anything in, you know, get them a drink first because <laughs> yeah, as they're sugar lowing. Right. Basically, oh. if they're telling you they're hungry, yeah, they're sugar lowing or something. That and stuff's going to get ugly real soon. Yeah. You're already approaching the danger zone. The meters are in the yellow. You're going to be in trouble fast. But if they're, you know, this is scheduled. There's no, it's not like unpredictable every day. And I, <laughs> I tell my wife, this is, look, I get home, you know, five, five thirty, whatever, somewhere in there at 4 p.m. every day. <laughs> I want them to both have. They're drinks and snacks. Like I don't there you go. care what's going on. Tanked up when you get home. Yes. So they're they're normal little human beings and not raging lunatics when I walk in the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, because every night it's it's this battle, right? In in general, I think this happens in a lot of households, and probably when you were a kid, your kids will ask you. It will tell you they're hungry like ten minutes before you're about to serve them dinner. Right. And you say, what's your reaction? I'm making your dinner. Just wait. Yeah, wait for dinner. Right. Well, guess what? They're not going to eat their dinner because that 10 minutes they just waited in their crazy hungry mode that you didn't handle when they were actually hungry an hour earlier. They're just going to start freaking out. They're going to freak out on you all through dinner. They're not going to want what they, they're not going to want what you gave them. They're going to ask for all kinds of crazy stuff you don't have. And even if you did have it and gave it to them, they're just going to throw it at you. Well, that's what goldfish crackers were invented for. Mm-hmm. Goldfish is a good uh, go-to. Yeah. You use a couple goldfish in the cup, bam. 
your 10 minutes goes like lightning and then you lay out the spread upon which they say, I don't want this either. <laughs> and that's, a whole, that's a whole other episode. I ate too many goldfish. <laughs> I'm not hungry anymore. I got very few goldfish. I, I guess my point is that, and then I guess I agree with you, is I would go with the, I would get worried. Oh boy, it's too late. They're already asking for dinner. They're already hungry. I should have yeah. fed them. I yeah. should have given them something an hour ago. <laughs> We're behind on. the curve. So that when dinner came around, they would be moderately hungry, not starving. I don't know. I don't know. Constant tuning and evaluation. But schedule, let me just bring it back to schedule. Oh my gosh, the schedule is so important. Schedule the meals, the snacks. If they're not on time, stuff goes off the rails, oh, especially with the sleep. We've been putting the, the boys have gotten to bed uh, just a tiny bit later than usual for a few nights this week. Just a little bit, you know, 20 minutes, half hour, which is actually huge. That's pretty huge. Uh, yeah. Because I'm like, so the wife and I are comparing notes and I'm like, yeah, they're really grouchy this morning. She's like, oh man, they didn't, you know, they were like 25 minutes late to bed last night. I'm like, ah, that could explain it. You know, they slept good and they slept the whole night. They're just slightly off kilter. And it's amazing. Like however many hours later, 10 or 12 hours later, there's still that ripple from that little bump in in schedule can still affect their personalities and their in their their morning routine even though they get up at the right time it's it's, it's amazing so yeah. let's just hammer that home lists schedules <laughs> all the sorts of structure mm. that once you're old enough you're like woohoo i'll set my own structure who cares but believe it or not it affects us more subtly, but probably equally as profound. We just don't notice as much, and we're much more resilient around it. But, man, does it affect them. We've done a pretty terrible job with this, with the schedule and the structure, I think. I mean, I, the eating is the easy example. Like, I don't mm. think our, uh, my daughter, I don't think she ever sat in a high chair. Like, she did when, I, I take that back, that sounds ridiculous. She was in a high chair not for very long. Like, yeah, you said she was got she got big quick so she could sit in a big chair pretty fast, right? Yeah, basically as soon as she started walking, she wanted to sit in a chair or she'd sit on our laps at dinner, which was fine, oh. but she could get too fidgety and get down. You know, it wasn't it wasn't Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't like having that cozy crib where you put them in and then they're just boom, sleeping because they're used to that being their sleeping place. Not that we right. did that well either. Uh, get that down right now. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm so dreading when they finally flomp out of it. Yeah. You My what? taller boy leans way over now. He's like, he pivots almost below his rib cage at the top of the crib when he hoists himself up on his toes. And I'm just like, oh, man. Oh, you know, I saw a trick from someone who posted a picture on the tutor about this. Uh, <laughs> Can you, like, lower the mattress to the floor somehow with him? Yeah, just disconnect <laughs> it. The oh. The... The ultra low setting on the crib mattress is on the floor. And ah. if you're, if the walls of the crib happen to be like, maybe the mattress isn't thick enough. So there's like a gap at the bottom that could be dangerous. You know, yeah. just pat it underneath, maybe put some boards under there or something. Bring it up high enough so that they can't like jam their fingers in there. And yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it won't be because right now, what? It's probably two feet off the ground. You know, yeah, it's, it's still pretty hot. It's still a good amount off the ground. I was looking at, like, this thing has to go lower, but I haven't taken it apart and checked. Yeah. Or you could just go with the uh, chicken wire over the top. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, too. 
<laughs> I think, didn't they used to make nets for the tops of cribs? Baby, baby cage. <laughs> yeah, don't do now, that. Is it inhumane to crate train your baby? This is something we need professionals to answer because clearly we're not professionals. I don't but, see what what's the difference, really. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think you've got an open top. Versus a side that opens, yeah. but has a, a convenient lockable metal door. <laughs> <laughs> and you put in the blankies, it's comfortable. We'll crate train them. Put the little gerbil bottle. It can, uh... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not. I'm, I honestly don't see any reason why that would be any less moral than putting them in a crib. Not that it's immoral to put them in a crib, but that's my point is, if hmm. they, if what's you, what's the diff? Yeah. What's the difference? If a they box love on the their, floor with a door. Yeah. <laughs> so put it up high if you want. What difference does it make? If that makes <laughs> you feel better, putting it on a, you know, on a shelf. <laughs> well, maybe if we make it out of, you know, some fancy wood and have, yeah, you know, crown molding around the top of the crate, it'll, you know, again, you know, stop the show. We've just stumbled upon the next huge breakthrough in baby crates, child, the baby crate. Crate your baby for so he gets. I mean, the dog in the crate gets very comfortable. Yeah, they love it. They go it's right a special in, place. The door, crawl in. Sometimes they just hang out there. Even when the door is open, they go there because you know it's their their comfort zone. What's the danger? I mean, the danger of putting the net over the crib is they get all entangled in it. But this is yes. a net. It's a solid, rigid wall just on the top. It's safer. It's yeah. safer than a crib. That's how we'll market it. Maybe it's difficult to get them out. <laughs> the baby crate. Safer than a crib. Safer than a crib. Now you lift the top handle and you just tip it a little bit. Shake it. <laughs> you just hit him with the cattle prod at the back. Oh, come on now. See, now you're taking it too far. Because <laughs> we have not yet, up till just then, taken it too far at all. I thought you were going to say the top flips open, which it could. You know, it could be a... a the top could disconnect and pivot open. Why not? You I know? think it would be good to be able to tip them out, though. That's very... If you have to get them out in a rush and they don't want to come out. <laughs> well, you just take them straight with you, right? Yeah. Oh, that's true, too. It travels well. You don't have to worry about a pack, a separate pack and play is unnecessary at that point. Integrates, My gosh, this works on so many levels. Integrates with the latch system in your car. You just clip it in. You clip down the crate. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I saw this... <laughs> I saw this very interesting article and it drives me crazy to look at because of the little animation they have on it. But it's a, um, it's a car seat that's inflatable, uh, made by Ooh. Volvo. Maybe we'll put the link. I put the link in our notes. Uh, it, you know, at first I'm like, ah, stupid inflatable car seat. Who cares? But then I started, uh, for people that travel a lot, it's kind of interesting because it, it deflates into this, uh, backpack that you can just carry around clever and it's made of it's basically made of the materials they use in like whitewater rafts and that sort of thing yeah you know kevlar stuff or whatever it is yeah like really rigid and sturdy and inflexible and and uh you know once it blows up it's i assume it's rated well mm. i'd have to read deeper into this to figure that Volvo out, but... has a pretty decent safety history if i recall sure Sure. So I thought I thought that was interesting. Am I going to buy one? No, because my kids already have car seats. But well, also the baby crate is superior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't waste your money, right? Just haul your baby crate. Yeah. Put it in clip the clip it onto your latch. Right. Done. You're done. <laughs> done. The kid might rattle around and now in an accident. Well, you need airbags yeah, in the crate. Well, we, yeah, we could put airbags in the crate. Why not? I mean, they could be built in. Uh, 
crate bags. Right. Now, okay, I have to ask you a trademark or copyright okay. patent question. You have to Try file to... a patent for it not to be stolen, right? So yeah, just whisper it to me. <laughs> when when Mark Zuckerberg takes the baby crate idea and and Mark Zuckerberg comes out with it first, we're gonna be pretty pretty irate. But it's it's gonna be recorded that we came up with the idea first, right? Because this is a dated oh, yeah. broadcast. So do we have any protections legally, or is it first to file wins? Well, if I recall my law schooling, yes, <laughs> this this I think this does count as a record. In fact, there's what is it called? There's a whole website that's built for the sole purpose, and it's like it's like uh, crowdsourced mm. for for man. There's a word for it. What do they call it? Basically, when someone files a patent or someone, it's for when someone already has a patent, like some company has uh, a patent for something that's just ridiculous, you know, like the baby crate, like, uh, you know, cups <laughs> with a instance. round opening in the top for drinking <laughs> liquids, you know, yes. some, someone probably has a patent for that. And what this site will do, and I'll have to look it up because I can't remember it is basically people can search around for pre-existing evidence of mm. someone else that had made a cup before they filed their patent. And it nullifies the patent. Interesting. Because you can't, like, you can't patent it if someone else has already done it. Huh. Even if they just haven't filed for the patent. Should we file for a patent for the baby crate? We just, we <laughs> essentially have it covered by recording this. Okay. I think, sort of. I think, no, Zuckerberg's going to find some technicality and take his Facebook billions and squash poor dads oh, being I, dads. I guarantee you there's already a patent for a baby crate. <laughs> I'm serious. Brilliant. You'll see a little drawing with a baby inside of a little pencil sketch cage with a big smile on its face. You're gonna get mad if I start clicking to Google it, so you have to Google it. I don't want to Google it. We're recording. Oh man! All right, All right. but that's part of the fun of it. Look at it. All Later. Right. Patent pending. <laughs> yes. What should we call it? Baby crate. I mean, we've been baby sticking crate. with that. Heck yeah! The baby crate. Craby. Craby. Craby baits. Crabates. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. To the lab. <laughs> yeah, I'll test it out on. To the DBD cast labs we go. So well, where do you draw the line when you are uh, sleep training with air quotes? I mean, if they're screaming in their crib, mm-hmm. is it any different from screaming in the crate? You know? I, I, th- I think all the rules <laughs> of engagement would be the same. Um, but what if someone were to enter your household and there's a screaming baby in a crate uh-huh. on the kitchen counter say <laughs> hypothetically and they call child services and you say no 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 i'm just sleep training them what uh again the crate will look the uh, fit and oh. finish will look very crib like okay. right yeah it's only instead of being open it's contained What's the risk in that? Right? So what you're saying is... The only reason the top of a crib is open is so you can get your kid in and out. Right, You put a door on that thing, bam, you've got a crate. Or just stack another crib on top. A crib is basically a crate with one side missing. You're you're right. And in fact, actually, to back this up, the daycares do have baby cages. They look more like the snake pens. They're like with plexiglass walls, right? Are your boys at uh do they have those at their daycare? They they did. They're now past that. How but, did you not think of this already? We can't patent it already exists. Yeah, that those no, in wall 
that doesn't have a top on it. The baby dungeons. That, well, because they're I'm, in the wall or something. What? They're usually. Oh, no, no, no. These are just like, they look like cribs made out of plexiglass in my, in oh. my daycare. They don't have like the little they don't Japanese have hotel sized ones. No, yeah, no, I'm talking about there, there are some places that have these little prison cells built like into little, the walls. <laughs> really little drawers that you file your babies in. <laughs> well, they open on the front. It's like a cage on the front. And, and, the reason why they're fully enclosed, of course, is because they're so high up. Like, there's one on the bottom, and there's 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 like three or four of them stacked Holy on top. Cow, of each I've other. never seen that. That kind of giving validity to my harebrained idea. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to and prototype then, this business. Hmm. How do you transition from the cage to what's after that? Oh, simple. You just start leaving the door open. They get their freedom. They can go back to the cage to to rest. And then it's just like with the crib. You just put a bed in the room. Leave the crate there open next to the bed. And when the kid's ready to have something more comfortable <laughs> than his crate, climb up into the bed. Do you just start slowly removing blankets from the crate to make it less desirable? Hmm. Maybe, um, maybe give it a small charge. <laughs> well, I think inherently the crib will be slightly less comfortable than a nice puffy mattress. Unless people break down and put mattresses in their crates, <laughs> raising the softies, I suppose. <laughs> it's just going to make it heavier to carry. Exactly. Harder so to latch into your car. Yeah, you need just enough padding not to bruise, and then you're good. A couple blankets <laughs> in there. No, you can't have blankets in the crate. So nope. it has to have some nope. type of built-in safety padding. So we'll give right. them about a quarter-inch foam. Well, you shouldn't have blankets anyway with infants. Yeah, sleep, exactly. Sleep That's sack. Why. Yep. Lock the crate door. They're good. <laughs> Lock the crate. I love it. Man, see, we've overcomplicated our lives because we want to easily get our baby out of it. Put the crate. I mean, you could even put the crate on the table. Kid's not going to fall out. Right. Can't get out. Right. You can well, have maybe have crate anchors that mm-hmm. lock the crate down in case he starts getting strong and shakes it over. Right, right. And have to have little suction cups or something to keep it from sliding. I'm wondering, have we talked enough about the baby crate? Because I can keep going on this. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any other details we need to cover here. But I think your approach of making it look desirable, like a yeah. piece of furniture. Sure, the wood, the uh-huh. crown molding that they have. Yeah. You know, the little feet, the little... I mean, you, know. you could even make it look like a crib such that the top doesn't isn't very visible, you know? Right. It just yeah. sort of blends in with Subtle the... Subtle bars across the top. Yeah. <laughs> Nano wires. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> They're completely invisible. If you touch them, you'll lose your fingers. Oh, geez. See, now we're crossing that line again. Yeah. I think there's some merit, and someone's totally going to steal it. I mean, just to beat the dead horse... Facebook bought Oculus Rift, man. Taking the VR. Well, we'll have Why to make not it first. Baby crates. Oh, yeah. so then they could buy us out? Right. You can't just sell an idea. No one buys ideas. What do you think? Like a billion for the baby crate idea? Let's do it and we'll see. All right. Maybe two. Listeners, Maybe. we're going to start crowdsourcing. Um, we need a poll. See, we need polls. Well, we need like, testers, right? So we'll have you know, to. Volunteer babies. Right. We'll put it up on the uh, the Kickstarter. <laughs> there we go. And the first, you know, the first pledges get their own crates to be part of our, our beta. They'll <laughs> sign a waiver. Call it a crate. Oh, that's bad. Sorry. Cra- what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> trying to make a really bad pun. Anyway, so on a serious note, 
I also looked up another, I stumbled across another article that would enrage you, which is basically what I plan on doing for every show. Is this how you want to end the shows now and make me yeah. so nuts that I have to plead for the music to bail out of the conversation? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this one in the notes, but apparently in in Ohio, there's been quite, quite a number of cases of uh, the mumps. Oh. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> <laughs> see where I'm going with this? Okay. Oh yes, they called it an outbreak. It did. Uh, oh, it's just, totally unexpected. We have no idea how it no, happened. No idea how this is happening. Why is everyone getting the mumps? How did it start directly in Jenny McCarthy's front door <laughs> and spread out to her neighbors and down the street <laughs> and to people who actually watch whatever it is she does on television anymore? You know, in general, though, this is a very serious topic. So maybe we should be serious. People are afraid. Some people are afraid of vaccinations. I'm not sure everyone understands. Maybe I don't even understand exactly how they work and what they do. I mean, for a long time, I heard a lot of people with, you know, oh, autism. Mm-hmm. We don't really know that vaccinations don't cause autism. It's like, wow, what a statement that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and, I mean, if when you dug into it, there was a very specific chemical that makes a very small part i think it was a preservative in the vaccination right um and that was the thing of some level of concern um but there's like metric s tons of data i don't know it, it, apparently the way it was presented um during this time that a certain celebrity picked it up it could be misunderstood fairly easily. Yeah. Well, and then when you apply the laws of causality to it, then the hype and the insanity began. Here's here's the important piece that I think I understand, right? Even um, a flu shot, right? Mm-hmm. Even flu shots are vaccines, of course, but people can be pretty lackadaisical about those. Like, oh, I don't need a flu shot. My kids need to build their immune system. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what it's about. Like, <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with your, and this is very important, right? The primary reason that I understand for vaccinating people isn't exactly for the person that's being vaccinated. Right. It's to prevent it from spreading to people who, A, can't be vaccinated for various reasons Mm -hmm. or b simply couldn't handle getting that illness yeah right well it minimizes the impact to the populace it's a way to keep something from spreading like a wildfire and wiping out a huge portion of humanity well because it's it's easy to think about your close little circle and you say well my kids my kid's seven it's pretty strong i'm not getting him a flu shot this year because uh He'll you know, tough it out. He'll tough it out. Yeah, like he'll tough his way through it and it'll build his immune system. He'll be fine. But that's not the problem. Like maybe he will. But he's got a baby sister that's six months old. Mm-hmm. He gets the flu because he didn't have the vaccine. He gives it to his six-month-old sister. Mm-hmm. She does not handle it well. Yeah. That's trouble. Oh, yeah. That's the trouble, right? He gives it to his great-grandmother. Oh, she just... Drops dead right away. I mean, she's like, boom. A couple sneezes. It's all over. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, but we have a few hundred years or at least a hundred and plus years of vaccination science and stuff. And Mm. definitely the benefits outweigh 
the risks by a massive, massive margin. Uh, it is, but it's always good to be cognizant of potential additives having negative side effects. So it's good in the sense that people were paying attention to it and looking at it and making sure that the studies done on the preservatives were actually sufficient to prove their safety. I mean, if there's any bone to pick, it's just, you know, not even a bone to pick. There's any actual concerns about the vaccination hype. It's probably more than lens that it put on the, F- the lack of the FDA's ability to even adequately test all the things that they've been like kind of slipstreaming through the process, right? As you start to defund these type of things or you don't audit them for efficiencies, all sorts of mistakes can be made and bad things can happen. Sure. That in my mind is the real important lesson to be learned from this whole debacle uh-huh. that and the other lesson is that vaccines actually really work and get your damn kids vaccinated so we don't have mumps outbreaks in the middle of chicago like where they or wherever there hasn't been mumps in 150 years until some goofball celebrity convinces a bunch of pliable social media knuckleheads to not do it on their kids too because it's hip and trendy and we'll give them a stone necklace and that'll fight off you know, <laughs> A stone necklace. Oh, my gosh. You know, when you said teething necklace, I actually thought they were chewing on them. Yeah, me too. Which made me angry (laughs) at that principle. Like, brilliant. Like, don't give them a teether. Like, we've invented things to solve that little problem. But it's even worse. Hmm. It doesn't, they can't teeth, they can't physically relieve anything. Doesn't work. No, I'm kind of surprised and somewhat let down but i guess it makes sense because our reach is not yet that broad that we didn't get any negative feedback of people telling me i'm a oh that's good i'm an idiot for not properly researching the magic of the crystals right well they probably just stopped listening so (laughs) here's a final question for you about the vaccines okay uh maybe i'm I'm googling a little while i'm looking this up generally I i think people confuse what a vaccine actually is like what's in it Mm -hmm. you know as in hey if i get a flu vaccine aren't you just giving me the flu (laughs) (laughs) why yes well we are well yes and no right i mean if i understand it so here's the what you should know so go to the cdc website right they have a whole thing on vaccines here i should read all this too because that's the government you can't trust the cdc Mm. (laughs) it's a government start there go to a number of places but (laughs) no i'm kidding isn't it take the flu vaccine mm-hmm. isn't it a um a form of the virus that is essentially it's inactive it's dead yeah but it has the some of the genetic information it which assists your body right. to make the, the your proper body antibody. sees it and says hey we got to get rid of that and it figures out how to attack it mm-hmm. that it should but it's not actually going to give you the flu no it can you give can- you similar symptoms on an yes. extremely mild level but not because of the actual virus. Right, because it's, of your body's reaction because to generating yes. the antibodies. Thank you. Which I think throws people off. Yeah. Because they're like, I got a flu vaccine and I got the flu, man. <laughs> I'm not doing it ever again. <laughs> and then they get a real flu and they're wiped out for two weeks on death's bed. I remember my last flu vividly. I, I was so sad. I can't even sit in front of a computer, which is like... If you can't do that, you're, you are hosed. I was down and out for weeks. It was like two weeks. It was awful. Having crazy 
like feverish dreams. Oh no, that was the one before. I remember two flus vividly. The one prior, I was, I, I started writing the crazy stuff that was in my head down. And then I read it after I got over my flu and was like, holy mackerel, I was nearly dead. Cause that's a crazy talk. Mm. Anyway. So what's our takeaway from this, Randy? Uh, vaccinate your kids. Yes. Please, With, people. Or, you know, talk to your doctor. If you want to yell at someone, go yell at your doctor. Yes. Jenny McCarthy told me that you don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how much... Do, do doctors have the ability to disown their patients? I think they do. Oh, so watch I'm out, because sure. when that happens, then you're in trouble. If you notice you suddenly can't get an appointment with that doctor ever again, then maybe <laughs> maybe they have disowned you. Maybe it's a conspiracy. Yes. Mm. They know too much. They're on to the vaccination conspiracy. Because we make $3 a vaccina- you know, per vaccination. It's purely a profit play. The doctors do? No. Well, there, that was another harebrained kind of conspiracy. And, and you know me, I'm... I'm rather fond of some well-thought conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm not anti-conspiracy theorist. In <laughs> fact, I enjoy generating my own just for amusement purposes. Oh, but one of it was, one of the theories was it was just a ploy to sell more vaccinations and, and sell the services of giving vaccinations. Except, you know, they give away the flu vaccine for free at CVS, so it's not like, <laughs> it's like, where's your God now, conspiracy theorist? Where's- <laughs> It's like the library is a conspiracy to get more people to read. Yes. How dare we educate our public? Although they're filling up libraries, like you said, comic books. And I go in there, there's like R-rated movies and crap. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Nice. It's, I guess. It used to be all like boring and encyclopedian. Well, that was the content they had. I mean, now the old content is all the, you know, Red Shoe Diaries from Skinamax that are... What? what are they, they going to do with them? <laughs> what is that? It's out of print. They have all the old tapes. They donate them to the library. Yeah, I see. Hey, kids, go pick a book. Daddy and I are going to go over here and get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So the lesson to be learned there is stay with your kids in the library. <laughs> no, no, because then they'll see what you're doing. What? You mean go to the kids section. Oh, be with your kids while they're in the library. Up to a certain age, so they don't. Oh, you know, I see. You were libraries are creepily secluded too. I remember the town we grew up in. Like some dude used to like go down there and like without pants on, and kids would freak out and report him, and no one ever caught him and stuff. It's like what in the middle of our town library? Can I say cue the music? Oh, please do. (laughs) 